Hello and welcome to the Boyd Meets World podcast. We put in work this week with three Super Bowl pods. This one was a fun one as the one and only Andrew Hinkle came on and we picked our favorite Super Bowl prop bets. Uh, Hinkle talked me into the absurdities of Gatorade color and Belichick fabric and I sold him on the Eagles pass rush and much more. Uh, Enjoy it. problem was on your end not on my end i don't think anyone's surprised here this this whole operation is just the, it's it's held it. together with scotch tape if that if that <laughs> or like a dollar store not just any dollar store but dollar store on the ave scotch yeah tape. right the, right the stuff you use to put uh christmas wrapping paper all over the porch on december 23rd yeah it's that and any combination of duct tape that's found on every level surface of the house. You can get some good adhesive uh, if you're on kitchen crew down there towards the end of the night, uh, like, you know, doing floors. You can kind of... Oh, yeah, just scoop it right off. Yeah. They have to make a... I was... I, this just made me think of that because you have uh, gift wrapping problems, right? You're not a good gift wrapper? No one is. Well, my dad is insanely good at it, but they should make some solution to that problem like adhesive paper i think amazon's got us covered do they wrap them for you yeah i mean there there was a i think it was last year my girlfriend and i we just bought all of our gifts on amazon and they came in boxes already so we're like what's the point of wrapping them so we just gave each other amazon boxes i used to take a little cold i used to take all my stuff to the uh the UW bookstore and like, even if I didn't buy it there and you just pay like a small fee mm-hmm. and they wrap it like perfectly. Yeah. And with, then with really elegant purple and gold wrapping paper. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. That stuff is thick. <laughs> Low key. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, my dad like hype or scared me this year because he was like, yep, you know, you can't take wrapping paper on a, on an airplane. So I unwrapped all of the gifts that I had coming back really? there's no way that's true yeah and i don't know why he just like he old manned me into it when i very easily could have like googled <laughs> that information that is like an like an old man just like something he's probably believed for 30 years or maybe it was true at one point yeah or, he's just never thought that that could have possibly changed yeah or jesse jones told him it on king five or some, <laughs> something something of that yeah. ilk but yeah like the 2007 holiday special on <laughs> king five exactly Either way, I, I fell for it. Um, so I got a question for you, and it's it's how do you feel uh, when someone says, don't take this the wrong way, like as a preface to a sentence? Uh, what, uh, I don't know. I guess don't take this the wrong way. I guess I, I already feel ill about what they're about to say. I None of that is ever going to end positive. None of the... Uh, what is it in curb the now having said that they make a whole point of that like and as as a relatively neurotic person i'm already taking whatever they're saying next to heart so <laughs> i am taking it the wrong way perfect uh well don't take this the wrong way but i for basically every podcast i've ever done i always do like a an agenda and you know that i've sent you something uh in the past 
this time I did not do that. And yeah. I, I feel okay about it because we are about to go over Super Bowl prop bets and I'm not even going to do an intro. We're, we're, we're live on the podcast right now. It's happening. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. All, the, all that all that free flow, freestyle, they're going to love it. Carlos, I know you're listening. That, that's a soft open. That's what they, in the business, they call it a soft open. Or a warm open. I like that better. Okay. Yeah, because cold call, I guess, would be like the opposite. Cold call, you're calling with like, you know, no pretense, or I, I don't even know. But this this is this is better than that. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah ele- we're elevating to medium talk if we're going with curb. That's great. Yeah. Well, uh, we can dive into this. I don't know how you want to do it because you're right. There is no plan. Um, this is kind of a runaway train of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're fine. Uh, I, I have no no hesitations with this. This will be totally fine. We, we're doing Super Bowl prop bets, which are basically the 500 random things that you can bet on heading into the Super Bowl going into the into the big game on Sunday. Uh, we are not sponsored by anything, so don't feel any obligation to say big game instead of Super Bowl like you would do with other your other commitments. Oh, you, you don't think you'll get in trouble from all the corporate sponsors? Uh, you know what? I, me, Undies, and I have a tenuous relationship. <laughs> I, you know, I don't like their product, so... I, I can't endorse them. But really? You've tried the product and it's it's not great? I've never tried it, but I oh. I can never get behind the idea of spending $15 on any pair sure. of underwear. Sure. It could yeah. be a Nimbus cloud around my stuff and it <laughs> Your nether regions still not be worth $15. Um, well, I'm surprised we're not sponsored by, by betting websites because the last time you had me on, I had like, the best weekend of my life. <laughs> Fuego. And there was a Jacksonville parlay in there that made me like $35. So yeah, uh, you, we should, uh, you can't frame audio, but my God, you, you should have that up in your hallway of like the, the audio constantly constantly playing on loop in my kitchen. (laughs) Uh, yeah. And then we never had you on. I think that was like week seven of the NFL season (laughs) and here we are talking about the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, I mean, things fall apart as we're finding out with this podcast and, and, everything else but uh but yeah you came on you you gave us five bets i think you you i gave six one of them was a parlay right and you went five and one on those correct okay which is if i mean in theory you put fifty dollars on all of those and oh you're paying off your mortgage yeah and then you you forget about you know those those dr hinkle aspirations and all those and you're moving on <laughs> to bigger better things yes there's, and you're swimming, with, you're swimming with the sharks at Harris Casino at 1 a.m. Yeah, there's a there's a, a, a pastel Hawaiian shirt, um, some oversized sunglasses, and, and basic, some yellow sunglasses. Yeah, the ones that you were wearing to the Apple Cup, if I remember. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, so we're gonna get into the prop bets that we like the most. I actually plan on on uh, putting forth real real dollars into this. So our goal okay. is to find the five prop bets we want the most. We'll, we'll mutually decide on them. We'll bet on them. Uh, and then knowing how gambling works, because I'm relying on you because you went five and one the last time <laughs> you're about to go in six, which is, you yeah. know what? It's okay. Well, okay. Well, first off, before we get into props, I don't know. I think the, I would assume the Super Bowl line moves a lot because a lot of people are betting on it. But the other day I got the Patriots at minus four and a half, which I put 50 bucks on that because they're going to beat the Eagles by more than four and a half points. Um, 
but that's not why we're here. I just wanted to get that out there. That's an easy bet to take. So it opened it at five and a half and went down to four and a half pretty quickly and it stabilized at four and a half um, because, you know, so many football games end in five point spreads that that's exactly where people want. So I'm a little confused by that one. Um, I have a different opinion. So I think it's important to know that your, uh, at least with the with the, how the game goes, kind of those props um, are in line with that. So if you have the opinion that, that New England is going to win by more than a touchdown, then that's going to influence the way you prop. So uh, this should be fun because I don't feel that way. I, I think that the Patriots money line is the way I would go. Um, but four, I'm, I'm fine with four and a half. I don't think that changes too much. So we should be fine. But for reference, the only time I've done prop bets and done them well uh, was Super Bowl 49, uh, Pats, Seahawks. And I'll, I'll give you the rundown of, of the, the bets I hit that day. Was that when you were in Vegas? I was in Vegas, yep. I think, uh, yeah, you talked, you've, we've talked about this before. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch over 18 and a half carries, bang. Uh, Jermaine Curse over three and a half catches. Fourth catch happens on the, the miracle play on the sideline. Brennan Tate, you don't know who he is, that's totally fine. Under, <laughs> under four and a half catches. Uh, Sherm locked him down, three for three on that. The only thing I had left... Uh, was the Hawks money line and we know what happened yeah right so okay so when you're talking prop bets are you you're looking more on the on the stat side of things and the actual football I thought we were kind of talking like loony bets here you can do both you can do both there's <laughs> okay. there's the, the prop bets range from the the loony to the uh uh, to the to the more statistical, so um, we'll get into to those prop bets. You can go anything from you know how long is the national anthem going to be? Uh, will Will Pink, the national anthem singer, be airborne during any part of the uh, yeah of the what? national anthem? She's been hanging out with David Blaine, I think. So levitation is is in play, and that's God, that that's would be a, epic. That's, that's what America needs. Yeah. They they need a distraction from football. They need they need something to happen before the game that makes them think about, man, should does football even matter? Because now people can float. Get David Blaine out there. Yeah, if if David Blaine could sing, he would have already exploded millions <laughs> of American minds by now. Oh, he can he can sing. He just <laughs> he just hasn't sung. He just he only sings when he's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Which with David Blaine takes a lot. Apparently David Blaine is uh is just a master uh how do you say? I think Stickman has been used in the past. If you catch my drift, he's uh he's a he's a he's quite the womanizer. I uh Yeah, we'll just let that one marinate. Yeah. Uh it's got some material for sure. But so do you have any of those of those uh obscure props that came came to mind i know we had talked about one in particular that's thematic for um for the beer industry these days do you want to talk about the the dilly dilly prop yeah i do like that one that one's interesting because so what was it it was it's it's the word single single use of dilly so if you say dilly dilly that means two dillies so the single use of dilly 12 and a half times over or under that during the broadcast i think way over Wait, commercials count, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, it would, it would not be like a cutscene where Zach Ertz looks into the camera after scoring and says "dilly dilly." They would. They <laughs> but would if that count. happens, does that count too? I think we're way over. I, especially since it's single dillies. Right, because all all you need is seven dilly dillies. 
Yeah, and I think one Bud Light commercial could eclipse 30 Dillies. And and to think that there's only going to be one Bud Light commercial. Uh... Yeah, well, I yeah, I think generally, um, generally they do just do like one big Bud Light and one big Budweiser. Um, True. So what? I'm what if the, the... I'm looking at the data, they only ran one last year, and they have one guaranteed this year. And and if you watch the championship games, they had kind of a teaser for for like the dilly dilly, uh, like war. It's like the, the the epic war at the end of... Yeah, so they're going to be saying it. This is the culmination of this marketing campaign. And I, I just, I imagine they say it 30 seven, or 40 times. Se- I mean, seven dilly dillies. Like, yeah. we, we've said dilly dilly. I don't even know if we've said that seven times talking about this prop bet. It's, it's, it, it seems rational. Like, like they're definitely going to say it more than I would 10 think- times. I would think the average Dilly Dilly commercial already says it that many times. I'd, I'd take the over on that immediately. That's an easy bet, I think. Bud Light reported their lowest earnings in like a decade. No. Oh, before the commercial? Yes. Yeah, okay. but like before the, like this year in 2017. So these commercials get made well in advance. But what I'm wondering is if there's some crossover and the Clydesdales from the, from the Budweiser commercial – those horses start talking and they're saying dilly dilly. No, they they have to maintain those as separate entities. I, it's it's funny to me the difference in marketing there. How Budweiser is always this like classy historic commercial, and then Bud Light they just pull out all the stops. It's completely ridiculous. They do the same thing with Coors. Well, I guess Coors Light has just a frozen train going through the Arctic tundra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny, Coors Light and Little Caesars kind of have the opposite marketing campaigns. Coors Light, it's like, you know... Why is that funny? Why is that, is that related? No, no, not at all. But it's just Coors Light is like, everything we serve you, it's super cold. You can tell exactly how cold it is. Little Caesars is like, you know what? Don't even worry about what you're eating. It's, it's hot and it's ready. Polar ends of the spectrum. Pizza, pizza. E- eats a pizza. Is it eats a pizza? It's eats a pizza. Oh, yeah. Then too. Uh, that is that's a prop I did not see. Is how many times do we hear eats a pizza on the on the telecast? <laughs> it's it's funny that that Bud, Budweiser commercials make you feel so good. Like they use like puppies and you know beautiful horses and like um, pieces of Americana. When I don't think I've ever drank a Budweiser and not felt. Horrible, sunburned hor- <laughs> horrible <laughs> afterwards yeah yeah sunburned next, bloated the next day after after a couple of budweiser's is is a horrible day it's usually july 5th but oh my god yeah i just feel like uh freaking charlie and the chocolate factory going up like pre-belching coming down from the the, the tunnel heading up to the fan but damn it does it make you like horses <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so let's let's do it. Let's just say over. I think that'll be that'll make for that'll that'll make me like tell everyone at the Every party I'm at to just stop talking for thirty seconds. The thing is, is you're also the reason you're betting props is for the experience of making the game better. You don't want every dilly to be painful. You want every dilly to be an optimistic thing. Yeah, I mean the dillies have already gotten to a point where they're painful when you just see two dudes at the bar who don't know what to say to each other and they're just like. <laughs> dilly dilly 
and then backwards the, wazoo hat. <laughs> uh, a jewel in there right here. Uh, uh, we could tackle national anthem too, because that's kind of the big one that everybody always does. All right, so, so it's just over under two minutes. Yeah, and so apparently the average for the last six years is a minute fifty-eight. Uh, wow, on that, and there's no pink is is not has not done a lot of national anthems. Um, she's just trying to get that party started, so she's not really concerned about national anthems, which is fair. There's bigger fish to fry, so we don't have a lot I of data. I think a female vocalist pink. goes long though. Alicia Keys is the longest one. She went like two thirty. The over is favored. The over is minus one fifty. The under is plus one ten. I think the over just. I think a female vocalist is going to take it longer than a, like a country singing guy would. You know. Yeah. See, Alicia Keys. Have they like merged Alicia Keys's body to the piano? I feel like every time I've seen her for the last decade, it's been with a piano next to her. Well, I don't know who they are, but I think she played enough that, yeah, the skin just grew right around the keys. I should have said you. I think it's the, the docs, the, 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 the medical profession has merged, merged the piano to her. Yeah, it's the one who didn't quite make it through to the other side, right? Yeah, didn't graduate, so went and got, <laughs> went and got a degree in Guatemala and then now affixes musical instruments to people. Shout out, Guatemala. Shout, shouts out. I'm just trying to get Carlos to listen. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so so – over two the thing is is it's gotten to the point where you can't sign up to do um you can't sign up to do the national anthem and not be aware of this like you have some sort of internal clock where you know well that's what i wonder like half of these are is al michaels gonna say this is pink gonna say eagles before after or during the national anthem and it's like you could really make some some insider trading money here, right? Because no one knows Pink's first name, so if that if or like real name, so if if all of a sudden a bet comes across, it's like I don't know, her name is Gladys Washington, and Bovada's not going to know that Gladys Washington is actually Pink, and she put four thousand dollars on her going under two minutes, and then she like freaking battle raps the national anthem. No one would know. Uh, Bovada execs. Her name is Alicia Moore. So. Uh... If you're listening, and you see any bets from Alicia Moore, I'm not gonna call you a narc, but uh, man, just you, Pink, you, you Pink gotta live with what you sympathy. did. Yeah, she's got enough. Yeah, she's she's looking in the mirror right now and practicing her her <laughs> two minute one second anthem. Yes. So watching the watch watching the Brinks truck back up into her driveway. Uh all right. So you went. You're you're thinking over. Yeah. Because she's she's gonna hold some notes. Yeah, especially uh, Land of the Free, Home of the Brave. Those are going to be long notes that just push the over. There were some, there were some props in there about her, like wearing an Eagles hat. Is she from Philly? I saw those. The thing is, you don't have to be in uh, a, a. You don't have to be from Philly to be an Eagles fan. Like the Eagles adopt. She is from Philly, though. I just found this, but, but yeah, they, Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Well, as long as we're doing the uh, the Pink Biography right. podcast, where is Doylestown? Which sounds like a super <laughs> Pennsylvania name. Doylestown, Nobody, PA. Nobody's ever asked where it is. They just end <laughs> up there. It's, it's floating, actually. Uh, Doylestown. I don't. I'm not really familiar with East Coast geography. It's, so it's not even that close to Philly. So. 
She doesn't care. She doesn't care. Anyone who's that close to Philly could easily just be like a Steelers fan or an Eagles fan or a, a Giants or a Jets fan. It she she could play a double agent here. Uh, she man, she's just gonna take all the underdog bets, put them all together, make a bunch of money off it. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna also uh, Tanya Harding, Nick Foles's shin, and take uh, take the Pats money line too. All right, that would be good TV. While she's on the field, she might as well get it all done. Well, I, yeah, while mentioning Donald Trump, <laughs> gra- gra- taking his Twitter account and tweeting over five times at the same time. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking the under on that. That's a lot of tweets in one day. I, okay, so I would rather if we're gonna if we're gonna kind of balance this out. If we want five bets, and I'd say two of them should be absurd or or non football related. We'll take the over on Dillies. I like the under on five Trump tweets during. It's the the whole day. I know, but like he doesn't tweet five times a day. Every time he tweets, it like destroys social media. So five times is too many because then he's just swamping himself. Yeah, his phone has to like recharge after after he tweets because it's (laughs) it's, one tweet. It just dies. Yeah, it's like it's like seven million retweets coming in. There's no way notifications are on. Yeah, you can't even like get to that. Actually, with him, there might be notifications turned on. He, do you think he, he runs like tweet deck columns or if he, or does he have like just from his phone? It's got, I, I think he, I think he tweets, he leaves the ringer on and he just sets it on the oval office desk. Yeah. I don't, watches, I don't think Donald, battery die. I don't think Donald Trump has actually logged onto the internet in his life. <laughs> he just has a guy follow him around. Yeah. I, I think he, I think he has just opened emails or had people open emails for him and then got the Twitter app on the iPhone that his grandson got for him. <laughs> He's one of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not so different. You and I, Donald. Um, but yeah, five, five tweets in a day, unless you're like live tweeting about the, the, the Eagles pass rush. It, I just don't see it happening because he, he wouldn't I don't think there's any reason for him to tweet during the Super Bowl because he wouldn't tweet about the game specifically until after the game then he would say like something about one of his rich owner friends yeah I mean he'll congratulate he'll congratulate the the winner but I think five under now it's five even or is it five and a half I think it's five even, five on the dot. I'm fine yeah. with the, I'm fine with the under. The only thing is, and I think Malcolm Jenkins has has changed his his uh, his strategy. Malcolm Jenkins was one of the first um, first anthem kneelers or people that knelt during the anthem, and he he I don't think he does anymore. And there are plenty of guys on that that Eagles team who do. Do they use the Super Bowl as their platform to do that? And if so, does that ignite? Dozens of Trump tweets. I don't think dozens. You might get one out of that. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Even if he gets inflamed, it's only one tweet. All right. I think even at his angriest, he 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 only posts like three tweets a day at the most. I I don't see it happening right. unless he starts sponsoring them and profiting them. Okay. Under on Trump tweets, over on Dillies. I like I like both of those especially the trump so at least if nothing and then else, i took over on national anthem you're gonna have to do that on your own ticket i i just okay. i i can't <laughs> i i have this i can't trust pink i i don't i i can't get in her head you're not the only one <laughs> yeah uh goes back to some like middle school resent there i think 
some middle school dance. Yeah. Got rejected to a pink song. A, a MySpace, like, what, I never had MySpace. What was the, the Facebook message equivalent of MySpace? Do, do you even know? You just posted on, uh, I don't think it was called a wall because that was Facebook, but you just posted on someone's profile. Could you could you in theory post on Pink's profile? Would she have a would she have a profile? Yeah, because it started as a music a music social media. Right, and it still is right. Like MySpace is technically. Yeah, I think they went back to that, or maybe it didn't start as that. They transitioned it to it, but it was always a big music thing because you could have like your own song mm-hmm. on there that you subjected people to if they decided to click on your profile. Yeah, I think MySpace being now a, a music entity is like the. Uh, um, the the Tracer Manos chicken in uh, in Breaking Bad. I think it's just a giant drug front. <laughs> Somehow online drugs. It runs it runs the entire cartel system in in uh, in South America. That's that's my theory. Hot take. This is what happens when you don't have an agenda. Is you get you get too deep <laughs> into the the recesses of your mind. All right, you start so pissing off the cartel. <laughs> uh, okay, so we we have a few bets on the the um, the absurd side, which I'm I'm fine with. Were there any uh, real, actual football-related bets that you had circled? I didn't even look at these, man. <laughs> okay, all right. So I'll, I'll throw some at you uh, that that you might be interested in. I I the one that that was staring at me in the face was Chris Hogan's over under on receiving yards was forty and a half, and. I feel He's kind of a feast or famine guy. He is a right? feast or famine guy, and I feel like I'm gonna bet famine on this. Forty and a half means he would have to almost have two catches, uh, two two long catches, and I don't feel like that's that's really what's gonna happen in this game. Um, I feel like Chris Hogan is like slowly started to realize his lacrosse career might need to restart because he's kind of been phased out of the, the Patriots rotation and receivers. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think 40 and a half is, is a lot. I think Philip Dorsett getting like 28 and a half or whatever it is, is more likely because Dorsett's just kind of that guy. If they're going to go deep, it's going to be Dorsett and it's probably going to happen once in the game anyways. I mean, I'll, I'll take your word for that. Uh, these these stat bets always scare me, especially in the NFL. I mean, fantasy football is proof enough that like nobody knows what they're talking about when it comes to individual game performances. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, take your risks wherever you want. I All guess. right. So, so kind of reverse engineer. You th- you think the Pats are going to win by more than four, more than four and a half? Correct. How do you think that happens? Like, like what? What's what's the, the 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 narrative game flow of the game that allows them to win by more than four and a half? Is it is it just like a Nick Foles' luck runs out against a prepared Patriots defense? Final score is what? <sighs> Man, I don't know. The Patriots win by more than four and a half. Okay, so <laughs> if, if if you were of the opinion, that... I think this is not going to be a very offensive game. Okay. And 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 so because I, I the Eagles defense is legit, right? I mean, that's what they're that's the narrative they're trying to twist that this is the best or the best defense that the Patriots have played in the Super Bowl, which like they played the Seahawks second best defense ever. So I don't know. They're just they're just spewing words, I guess. But yeah, uh, that Panthers defense was also pretty good. But but that's a long time ago. I I think that this is kind of uh, both teams. 
I think the Eagles defense is is going to be a problem for New England. They're not going to be able to do exactly everything that they want. The Eagles defense is going to be disruptive enough. And that it's going to be the 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 Patriots big time players that are making plays. I th- I think it's like they, they've consolidated the rotation. It's Lewis, it's Amendola, it's Gronk and it's Cooks. And I think that those those are the guys that are going to make plays. So I just don't think that that Hogan is enough a part of the game plan that that you can guarantee that he's going to have two or more like big chunk plays to get over that 40 and a half number. Sure. So he does in a, I mean he does in a barn burner, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't think it's going to be a barn burner, and I don't think he's enough. Like it, it's going to come down to, you know, just kind of the the Patriots' core group of guys, and I don't think Hogan's a part of that right now. Fair enough. I believe it. I sold you. I'm sold. All right, under forty and a half receiving yards for Chris Hogan. Uh, can't can't wait for the Patriots' first drive. Well, I'm getting where it's a flea that. flicker to Hogan for forty one yards. I'm sitting here with my bookie right now. He's given me 37 and a half receiving yards for Hogan. Are we talking about Chris Hogan, the uh, the, the beta, or, or the? <laughs> I think the Patriot. It says NE right next to his name, or that it's right after my bookie is telling me Chris Hogan. He's saying parentheses NE to me. That's that's what he's whispering. Okay, I I'm gonna look more into this, but I think either way, it, it doesn't change much about how I feel. Sure. I, I got I got forty and a half and I'll I'll uh I'll try and find wherever wherever we can get that. Okay. Right. So another another one here is even money on the Eagles getting over two and a half sacks. I hate these. <laughs> I'll take I'll take the over there just on on a gut feeling. Yeah, I think I think it's the over. So sacks, it's kind of tough because sacks are a product of like, I mean, you can get sacks off of just four four man pressure, but four man pressure is is the, is exactly that. It's pressure. It's 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 forcing a, a a bad throw out of Brady more than it is, you know, getting getting on an unblocked player. And then getting a sack, and that's kind of how the Eagles run. They they run four up, and then just let their let their back seven handle everything in the middle of the field. So it's it's tough, but I still think that you have a opportunity for just three sacks off of that because the Eagles just have so many good pass rushers. Uh, and Jacksonville got two sacks, and Jacksonville kind of ran out of steam because they just have less guys to rotate there. Eagles, I just think, are a better pass rush. Brady's going to drop back 40 times in the game. You can't tell me that they can't get four sacks or three sacks out of those 40. Yeah, yep, and I'm going with this defensive game, so it all ties in perfectly for me. Okay, so even money on that. Um, I, it was just one of those things that stuck out to me. I, I There was the total sacks in the game is over four and a half. I don't know if I like that as much. Um but I also this, so okay. Well, so if you're hitting your Eagles, then you're just you're just saying the Patriots are sacking Foles two times, right? Yeah, and Nick Nick Foles is a is a is a upright trash can in terms of mobility. So it's it's possible, and I think that the the Pats are more likely to to bring pressure uh, with guys like Harrison and Chung and Van Noy 
to actually get to Foles by design. Yeah, I think we're going to see a pissed off James Harrison out there too. I think he wants this one. I have nothing to back that up, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think James Harrison has been pissed off since he was about <laughs> twelve weeks old. Conceived. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a grace period after conception of the twelve weeks where he, he kind of had the the happy go lucky baby thing going on. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm fine with with the total four and a half. I think that that would actually be easier to root for if we're talking about making the, this game enjoyable. Yeah, and that's what we're doing here. Okay. All right. So we'll take over on four and a half sacks in the game. That way we can root for for either one of those to happen. Okay. Color of Belichick's shirt. <laughs> so what, what were the options here? Gray, gray, blue, and red? Uh, Yeah, now I just lost it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, blue minus 150, gray plus 130, red plus 800, and white plus 800. It's either blue or gray. It's no, not going to be red or white. No way it's white. Um, yeah. Well, if it was white, it might have started out white, but it's gray now. Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, There's no way it's white. You don't wear white to a Super Bowl when you probably expect to have Gatorade dumped on you. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's what he's worried about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the thing is, is all of his clothing is white. It's just covered in grease from pizza and Chinese food from watching film. He goes straight from the film room to the sideline and like marker dust from from just e- talking easels. to himself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, just just decades of dandruff just piled on there. I I think I there's no way it's red. Red I is think it's blue. Red Blue's is too flashy. What did he wear last year? I think I see, I see gray in my head. I'm just I'm I'm thinking back to Super Bowl's past. Now we're both hitting the Google. This is what Google Images is for. It's blue, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's wearing blue. It's the Super Bowl. He wears gray a lot, but So with what what were the odds again? It was plus 800 for blue or plus 800 for red. No, plus eight hundred for red and white. It it's it's minus one fifty for blue, plus okay. one thirty for gray. <sighs> See this one, you just know you're doomed immediately, and that that is also part of the problem with the national anthem bet. Is well, with the national anthem bet, you it goes away. But if you if you in theory get the uh, get the the sweatshirt bet wrong, you're looking you're, at it. You're staring hours. at it exactly. Or it's your reminder that you you hit at least one bet out of the f- the five for the entire yeah. game. And that makes you a genius. Yeah, or just a degenerate, just a, a more successful degenerate. There's a very fine line between the two. So you're you're sold on blue. Yeah, because you're repping your team's color. Even if it is Bill Belichick, he he's gonna have to walk out in blue. Blue is also if we're going with the uh, with the saturation of Gatorade theory is going to hold up the best. Yeah, he also well, wore- and gray shows sweat. You don't want to be sweating on the sidelines. It's an important game. Probably a lot of perspiration. I just also saw he wore red against the Giants. So there's no way he wears red. No, he's a superstitious fella. And he's and I'm seeing a lot of hoisting happening in blue sweatshirts. So. Let's go blue. I'll trust you on that. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, Bill. 
Uh, okay, so that's four, right? We got Dilly, under on Trump tweets, over on game sacks, uh, and then a blue, a blue robe from from Bill Belichick. The blue the bathrobe. What What are the odds on that? Belichick <laughs> showing up in a bathrobe and smoking a cigar for the entire first half. <laughs> or he just wears the fedora he got off the plane with. <laughs> yeah, and he's wearing sun glasses for most of the game. <laughs> Um, all right, so th- there were there were a couple ones that that I delved into of like Dion Lewis plus one fifty for the most rushing yards in the game. Um, I don't hate that one. Amendola plus seven hundred to have the most receiving yards in the game plus seven hundred. That's a lot for a guy for a guy that seemed to be Brady's go to guy in the AFC Championship. <sighs> Yeah. So who? I mean, who has better odds than he does? Do you have it up? I will find it. Uh, oh, I might have it here. No, this is first touchdown. Uh, okay. So is... so it's Gronk plus three hundred, Alshon Jeffrey plus five hundred, Nelson Aguilar plus seven hundred, Brandon Cooks plus four hundred, Zach Ertz plus four hundred. Chris Hogan plus 700 and Torrey Smith plus 700. So Amendola is getting the same odds as Chris Hogan and Torrey Smith and Nelson Aguilar. When I feel like he has just as good of odds as Cooks, Ertz, Jeffrey. If Gronk plays the entire game, I think that's probably, I mean, there's a reason he's the favorite there. But plus 700 is, is, is a pretty good flyer for Amendola. Well, also with odds like that, you could take two and still, you know, you could take your two favorites there and if one of them hits, make some money still. And it sounds like the way you want to go is that you're saying the Pats are are going to win this game. There's not going to be a ton of yardage on the Eagles' end. Let's bet our two favorite Pats on this. Or is it that there's going to be a lot of yards from an Eagles player that don't result in touchdowns, garbage yards? I think the, a Pats player is going to take going to take total yards here. I kind of like going Amendola and just hoping that that buddy buddy relationship comes through. The thing about Amendola for me, from a viewer's perspective, is every time he catches the ball, I release an expletive of like either "God fucking damn it, he's open again," or how the you know insert there. Is he open this time? How can you not see this this guy? He runs like a four seven, and you should be more motivated to cover him because you don't want to get burned by him over again. And so, because I, I'm so upset every time he catches the ball, it would be comforting to uh, to be accompanied by a financial incentive every time he catches the ball. Fair enough. So hedge your emotion there. Hedging emotions. I think that's what gambling is, right? It really is. My buddy has a funny story about uh, he went to Santa Clara and had a professor who was a bit of a degenerate. And this professor was a huge Niners fan, but he would bet against the Niners every week mm-hmm. and made a lot of money doing that. And he would do it just because when they lost, he actually felt good about it. That's not bad. Was he betting, was he betting spreads? Because that's when you get into some, some gray area. Yeah, I would assume it was just money line, which you're not making very much, but it is a good way to to give yourself a little bit of a a boost after your team loses. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a good way to go. Um, 
okay. So throw throwing a small flyer on Amendola plus seven hundred for most receiving yards. All right. Or his oh. over under is forty seven and a half. Well, it has to be the over if you're if you're going if you're betting that he's going to lead the game. I, I assume the the game leader in receiving yards is over forty seven and a half, but. Or, or do we just feel because we feel good about Amendola getting involved, we we are not comfortable saying that he's going to be the most, have the most receiving yards, but we do like that that him getting fifty receiving yards in the game. We Man, I that. don't feel good about any of this. <laughs> let's let's make this clear. We're, we're talking about things that we feel horrible about. I was much more in my wheelhouse when we were talking about Pink saying "Go Eagles" or not. Okay. <laughs> Um, I plus seven hundred is just it's it's a nice thing to have out there. Yeah, that is a nice thing. Yeah, that's a that's a big return there. Just do it. You, you you're you're trying to convince yourself at this point. The right. point of these props is really to just bet like an idiot and see what happens when it all comes through. Yeah, it's it's vomiting on a board. <laughs> exactly. And hope hoping that. You didn't upset anyone by doing it. Uh, the more you do, the more you're trying to keep track of while it's all going on. It's exactly. good to have a few conflicting with one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm, you're talking me into it. You're talking me into making more, more absurd things. So I have two more, uh, maybe three more that I'm that I'm into. The first one is Nick Foles throwing a first quarter passing touchdown, plus two twenty five. The thing I like about this is that for the same reason that Jacksonville was successful early against the Patriots is that the Patriots like to take punches and then they can kind of counterpunch from that. Like come at us, show us what you got and then, and then we'll read and react from there. So I feel like the Philly orchestrating a drive to to throw a a passing touchdown. Maybe even to start the game, first drive of the game. Exactly. The Patriots like to let fan bases think they're going to do it. Right. And that's that's totally okay with that. Early touchdown. I, it's I, I think Foles is yeah, he's throwing a he's throwing a first quarter touchdown for sure. Especially because Foles is kind of this delicate baby, uh, that we've we found out like he is he, he has had like just awful confidence issues. Uh not unlike myself on a golf course, I, I feel like Or really anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Social situations, bathrooms, like all this <laughs> stuff. Uh and, urinals without dividers. Exactly. Or or you know, <laughs> situations where there's three urinals and you know just constantly making the mistake of going to the middle one uh things like this so nick Foles has has confidence issues he like totally was feeling himself against minnesota they put himself they put him in good positions to win have his like favorite plays in there i feel like it happens again uh against new england of like okay you know here's here's nick Foles' favorite plays we're gonna get him going it's more important that he throws a passing touchdown uh to, to establish rhythm than it is to get like LeGarrette Blunt rolling against his old team. Right. Yep. Okay. I actually yep. like this one a little bit better than the plus 700. Yeah, that's fair. Cause this is, this is in lock. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, two more, plus seven fifty for a tie at halftime. Wow. Uh, that actually, I don't like those odds. I think they. I think it should be like plus nine hundred or plus a thousand. I wouldn't take it strictly on. I don't think the likelihood matches the payout. J- just like the the statistical likelihood of having yeah. having a tie. Okay, how about plus 300 for a tie at the end of the first quarter? I mean, that's better, but... Still tough. These are, yeah, these are murky waters. Yeah, the, uh, the thing about these props is that you can talk yourself into any of them as, as, we, are, as we are finding out. Right. Uh, as we're finding out on our unplanned excursion through prop bets. Yeah, um... Okay, because the 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 two team ones kind of rely. There's too many factors, whereas I feel like the the uh, the Foles one is kind of that's just an Eagles thing of the, of them like figuring it out. Because if the Eagles do what they're supposed to do, then I feel good about Nick Foles throwing that passing touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have five. It's 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 there in front of us. Hogan, Sachs, Foles, uh, Dilly, and Trump. Which, if you just say those five things, sounds awesome. <laughs> I think that's going to be my new Instagram bio. <laughs> Hogan, Sachs, Dilly, Foles, Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. It's not, it reads like a sentence actually, or or like a like a nineteen twenties newspaper headline. What was it? Hogan, Hogan Sachs, Dilly, <laughs> Foles, Trump. It should be Trump's. Trump's Foles. Trump's Foles. Yeah. Trump Foles. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like a it's like a it's like a uh, skeezy political candidate running for office. Um, That's I mean this is all headlines are these days, right? That's like the ongoing meme is that every newspaper headline is just a mad lib combination of random words that used to mean something in the mid two thousands. Right. But, but we would only say like this, this theoretical political candidate Hogan, uh, he sacked a place. We would only use that, that verbiage in, in the, like the 1920s. We, we would say yeah. like Hogan, Hogan controls uh, district. So, so sack, I like that Hogan sacks fo- Dilly Trump's foals. Are you overthinking this? Maybe. Oh yeah, I like definitely. This, I mean, <laughs> this is a we're we're in the land of overthinking right now. It's just it's just you know degrees of at this point. Are there any? I you you got you know you got a great just bowl full of of my mind there for how this game's gonna go. Um, so should we should we do a, a sixth bet? You did well with your your plus one last time when we had five. So. Give give. I'm just gonna whatever whatever you want on this one. We're just throwing it on top. I'm not even gonna. I'm just gonna take your word for it. Okay. Well, I think as is evident by this we all, conversation, we also, we also forgot our Belichick bet. So that is our sixth. But I'm fine with adding a seventh one. Okay. Yeah. Let's just keep tacking these on. Yeah. Yeah. I clearly have no idea. You know what is going on X's and O's in terms of this game. My brain has completely moved on to the NBA and. Uh, you know, my recent trauma with DeMarcus Cousins going down. But that's fine because once he that's signs the max deal. This, this is therapy. Yeah. You're just going to get my quick Pelicans take. Eyes Do on it. the Pels. Um, 
DeMarcus Cousins, we're not going to offer him the max because you're basically wasting a year. He's going to go somewhere that does offer the max, probably Chicago, because Chicago's done with their money. That's going to open up a ton of money. LeBron to New Orleans. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, beat the Warriors in Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals next year. That's my take. Book it. Okay? It, it would be incredible if, if New Orleans won is the only team that has put two players on the floor out of five. I mean, that's, that is just a, an incredible achievement there. It's currently LeBron's league. He's going to pass it off to Anthony Davis in New Orleans. Is I think Etwan Moore is just a fan. Like he, he was just he won like a fantasy camp or something, and he just gets to play with with the Pelicans, right? That's that's how this is going. Or that's more Darius Miller, I think. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the whole uh, the whole backcourt is basically yeah, like a make a wish. Rondo is just like continuing his career. Nobody really knows what that guy's up to. We have Rondo giveaways all the time. They'll give you Rondo T-shirts when you go to the game because the uneducated NBA fan still thinks he's like an MVP candidate. Do you worry when you go out? Uh, to drinks in in New Orleans that you're gonna see DeMarcus Cousins. And, Hell no! And... None of these guys. Nobody knows where any of these guys live, because there's no like place. They, I mean, they must live downtown, but there's no like like affluent neighborhood where there's no Medina where it's like, oh yeah, everybody lives right there. Mm-hmm. So they're just it's just a mystery. There's really no like classy nightlife here, and there's no like wealthy district. So. This is a conversation I've had. I have no idea where the Saints are living. Apparently, Alvin Kamara just walks home from the Superdome, so like, Lord knows where he's going. <laughs> he might live in a box under the freeway. I'm not entirely sure. Alvin seems fine with that. He seems he seems very low maintenance. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's walking home with like his cleats thrown over his shoulder. So, <laughs> okay. Here's an easy here's an easy last bet. We can just go Gatorade color because that's a classic. Pro- that's like a very classic championship game prop bet. And this um, this this is something albeit inherently stupid, you have something to look forward to the entire game. Yeah, sure. Regardless of who wins, you have a chance to salvage some money at the very last second. Yeah. Now I used to think it would correlate with the team color. It definitely does not. Um my mind goes to the Celtics. What year was that? Two thousand eight? Yeah, that that was like a historic Gatorade shower where Doc was getting covered in red Gatorade, like on a basketball court. That's just disrespectful. I think it was at home though, so not a big deal. I think it's orange. I'm taking orange at plus two fifty. I I look and the Google image is just buckets of orange. It looks like a Nickelodeon uh, comic, but that is because most of them are the same picture of Pete Carroll, just from different angles. I kind of think. Gatorade must like be involved in this because this is a big marketing thing for them. This this must be how Gatorade hits their their year over year returns they need to hit every year. Of like we're we're gonna invest whatever we need to to make to hit this profit margin that we need to get to. I'd like to see it just not happen. Like Bill <laughs> Belichick just be like, guys, if you shower me in Gatorade, I I'm trading you this offseason you know who would also not like to see it happen is uh is nick saban i forget when it happened it was like 2009 or 10 i was definitely still in high school but i've never seen someone so disturbed by anything (laughs) and it was by being having gatorade dumped on him for the super bowl he was he for the national championship he was he was incensed that his team had done that there's nothing i like more than an early gatorade shower where it happened that during some bowl this year, some some coach got doused 
lost early, and he looked at his players like, what are you doing? The game is still going on here. It's not mm-hmm. over. I'd love to see like a historic premature Gatorade shower, but they don't have the odds on that. So I'm going to stick with Orange at plus 250. I think the closest we got to that was Arthur Blank coming onto the field in last year's Super Bowl with with a minute and a half to go or whatever that was. Yeah, um, yeah. And then he did it again for the for the Eagles game. He came onto the field thinking that that they had won in Philadelphia, having not learned his lesson. I, th- I would have thought they would have banished him from from his feet, his his penny loafers touching turf at this point. Yeah, just keep keep smoozing Donnie T in your box up there. And yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out yeah, down we'll, here. Yeah, we'll catch up on Monday, Arthur. You're, you're, we'll be fine. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm I'm fine with orange. I I would like to say let's put the least amount of money on that one, but what whatever. We're we're playing in fantasy land, anyways. I mean, yeah, that's a random one. Yeah. Lime green. So there's lime slash green slash yellow, and that's that's the favorite, but. I'm hellbent on orange. Orange, blue. Uh, if we're, I mean, if we're going taste, like you imagine athletes are, are similar to, I mean. I don't think they're actually drinking Gatorade out of that. You think that's that's just, uh, I think that's they just a have bad some... drink that Ben Dowdle made? <laughs> I think it's all a marketing thing. I think the uh, the players are actually drinking some, like, you know, Russell Wilson concussion water mixed with, like, Acai berry. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that? I think you nailed it. Your your, <laughs> Se- your Seattle roots run run strong. Oh yeah, man. I, I I'm gonna bring uh now I can't say it. Acai bowls to the south. <laughs> That's how I make my first million. Have you uh have you introduced your your southern clientele to Kimbusha yet? New Orleans has a little bit of hipster in it, so like the whole the whole foods here is like pushing kombucha on the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's a little bit of a, a hipsterification of, of this place going on, as there is everywhere. So Yeah, I think it's just people who got lost on the way to Austin, and now that they, they found live music and they think they're in the right place. They still think it is Austin, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, okay, so we, we have seven bets. We'll, we'll, we'll hash it out off the air of, of uh, punching these in, but I, I feel... I feel that we can at least get four of those, um, and since we're putting ten thousand dollars on each of them, that that should net a pretty good return. Oh yeah, well they'll all hit. So yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the mindset. <laughs> uh, well, I will be in New Orleans as I mentioned to you in a couple weeks. So if uh, you mentioned that to me, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'll be there from the uh, the twenty first to the 24th i think so if uh if we can net some cash on this we will most certainly save it for then and then uh pour it into a a, a hurricane somewhere right is that the is that what we call it the drinks yeah man hurricanes hand grenades huge ass beers i can i can show you the ropes out there fantastic well uh hopefully hopefully we're not indebted to each other and don't want to <laughs> <laughs> don't want to cross paths because there's uh there's financial implications and hopefully we're uh we're sharing a joyous venmo account by that point so uh, man there's no place to bury a hatchet like bourbon street at 3 a.m that's what i'm talking about uh yeah we're, we're close to the french quarter but uh yeah po- over pull boys we, we will uh we'll be celebrating for sure um thank you for doing this i i'm looking forward to uh to seeing how this all this all plays out All right, man. Well, happy Super Bowl weekend. You 
too, brother. Take it easy. Good talking to you. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Once again, that was Andrew Hinkle talking props. Uh, we'll post our scorecard so you can track out what we did and determine whether or not we'll be fleeing the country soon. Thanks for listening.